1: Jennings and Ayers Funeral Hall, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.
2: At your local
0: sports fix. It's All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS.
2: Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Thursday edition. Hope everybody's having a great day. Looks like we're headed for some great weather this weekend. Less humid. I think we'll all take that. I think the football players will take it tomorrow night. I think they'll just take anything but lightning tomorrow night. So um, do have a college football game tonight, uh, Alabama um south Alabama if i can get it spit it out is at um southern miss so a sunbelt conference USA matchup they are two of the power non-power 5 conferences that are playing the other one being the uh, american athletic with Houston and navy and ucf and south florida and all those guys so um, football is starting with that in mind um Let's talk a little football with Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author,
3: and columnist. Larry, how are you, Monty? Doing well. Just just hold up, and like everybody else, hoping the the pandemic blows over and the, and the weather cools down. I'm, I'm I'm like everybody, Monty. I'm ready for some football.
2: Has it been too hot to fish?
3: Uh, too hot to fish. I, I I prefer my my fish not to be cooked when I catch them. <laughs>
2: Too hot to fish, and I'm too bad at golf. So uh,
3: <laughs> we're, we're running out of options, aren't we?
2: Yeah, um, sounds like a Brad Paisley country song or something. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, we you know we've we've gotten two weeks of high school football in the books, and um, for the most part, Larry, it's gone pretty smoothly. Um, you know, and uh, I think that's a I think that's a positive sign for the for the college guys as well i know there's breakouts here and there but um um i think it's a positive step that the high schools have initially kind of showing the way that it can be done
3: yeah i agree monty it seems like so far so good now i know there's still been some trouble spots and some you know confusion about what metro's policy is which frankly i I don't understand. It seems like they change it every day. But anyway, the high school people seem like they've, outside metro, done a good job handling it. And uh, and again, Monty, I, I really believe it'll be even smoother for the uh, for the colleges, particularly because uh, those kids will be more in a, in, a, in a confined environment. They'll be overseen and monitored, and they can have you know have daily testing if they need it or you know however you know often they need the the trainers feel like they need testing it'll be available to them and again like we said every week monty if if for the schools who don't play those players are going to be just out roaming around going to parties and hanging out like like you and i would do when we were their age they they don't have any real supervision so i I think from a health standpoint the kids the, the the college players are on campus and 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 participating in a in a, a scheduled regime like that, I, I think they'll be be safer than the kids who who aren't playing.
2: You know, it's interesting. Um, Nick Saban made the comment what over a month ago that they're safer there on campus, and um, we've talked about that. Well, and it kind of um, hit home a little bit what he said. MKSU um, had four. Uh, opt out uh, two transfer running backs, a receiver, and a walk-on, and Coach Stockstill said, "I just hope they take care of their bodies. Um, I hope they're disciplined enough and take care of themselves because those players are no longer around allowed around your locker room. Uh, they can't go in there and work out They're And 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 the reason being, uh, you don't know what those players are doing on their own time. Um, whereas as Saban." alluded to um if they're here on campus with us um they're on a regimented schedule um i mean they're not on total lockdown necessarily but um um it is easier for the coaches to keep a you know a good hand on them and monitor them
3: daily yeah i agree completely martin i know a lot of critics or cynics might say well Sabin and the other coaches—they're they're self-serving. They want those players there on uh, on, and on, on campus and in the uh, in the program and, and practicing and working. But uh, Monty Steve Spurrier also said the same thing, uh, you know, a few weeks ago. And Spurrier, you know, he doesn't have a particular dog in the fight. You know, he's not he's not vested with with players needing to have players on you know on campus because he's not coaching anymore. And, and and Steve said the same thing, and, and, and I did too. You know, I don't have a, a dog in the fight. I'm not trying to get, get players to, to, to come into my program so I can keep an eye on them and, and, and practice every day and so forth. So I agree completely. Now, like I said, Monty, there are some glitches. Vanderbilt continues to have some problems that they, that we read about and hear about. Apparently, you know, it's kind of kind of on and off with Vanderbilt. And uh, and uh, LSU, you know, LSU's having some players who who are, who are opting out. Uh, uh, it's a new a new terminology in college football. Monty, the opt out. You know, we we've never heard that before. But now, we're when you read football reports and football news, there's an update on opt outs, the players who are opting out of out of uh, out, out of playing this fall. And LSU's had not only had had a few, but they've had some some really. You know, really talented players. You know, crucial players that have opted out. So, anyway, we'll just, all we can do is what we've been doing for for six months: take it day by day, hope for the best, and, and brace for the worst. But again, I, I think Monty. So far, so good. I just believe it's it. it unless there's another outbreak or really, really big flare up, I, I believe uh, I, I believe there's going to be a season. It'll be an unusual season, but at least there'll be a season. And uh, and again, so far, so good. Now, I think, Monty, we, and I think you and I were talking about it last week. In a way, this is going to be kind of a, a perverse way. This is going to be one of the most exciting football seasons in history for the SEC and for the, a couple of the conferences you may play because particularly the SEC, you know, they're going to have 10 games, all conference games, which, that, which means there's no patsies. There's not going to be any, you know, Ivy State Tech, you know, Get gimme games mixed in there every game is going to be an sec game so that means every game is going to be critical and important and uh, and and probably close so in in a kind of an odd twisted way i think monty this will be one of the most exciting interesting seasons in, in sec history
2: yeah and i do too and you know i almost wonder uh, you think about uh, what the viewership's going to be like and all that could i mean could you see a scenario in the future that uh, they go to 10 um conference games in a lot of these conferences that was what they were matter of fact uh, ACC and um, is doing it and um, the uh, big 12 is doing it um, could you see them doing that more I think that would generate more money um, obviously TV viewership and and you know you could still play two cream puffs, but not four cream puffs.
3: Yeah, uh, I could see it, Monty. Uh, maybe edging up, maybe add, go to nine and see how that works, and then, like you said, maybe eventually go to to ten, ten conference games every year. I would be all for it, and you, you know, TV would like it. Uh, the, the people who wouldn't like it, obviously, are the coaches because right. that that you know they worry about those uh, one lost records, and obviously, it's it's tougher to to, to have a. To have a a good record, an impressive record, if you had to play ten conference games a year as opposed to tossing in four cream puffs at uh, four gimme games, but uh, no, I think it. I think it could happen. And you're right about the the TV ratings and the national interest. You know, when when you're the only game in town, you get a whole lot of you get a whole lot of interest. So, no, again, in in kind of a, a twisted, odd, kind of perverse way, this is really going to make. Again, one of the most interesting seasons in history, in, in my opinion.
2: You know, I don't know what the middle's top TV rating, his, MTSU's top rate re, TV rating has been over the years. They've been on TV a lot. I would think this game against Army, uh, the first game of the day on Saturday, might end up being their biggest rating.
3: Uh, sure, it could. Army is a premier program, and, you know, it's uh, – a. It, an attention getter, and, and the fact is, money. We keep talking about you know the the, the big conferences, powerful you know the, the the big big guys on the block like the SEC, but it's also going to apply for the mid level programs like MTSU because they're going to be one of the few games in town. Also, there's going to be less competition for, for viewership around uh, media attention and everything else for the conferences, mid level conferences like Middle who are, who are who are playing too. So it's a uh, you know, what I was saying about the SEC, it also applies to, to, to programs and teams like MTSU because they're going to be a a, 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 a a mid-sized duck at a big-sized pond, and they're not going to have to share as much attention uh, nationally and regionally as they normally would.
2: And, um, I mean, when you look at last week, this tells you the nation was um, starving for college football. <clears throat> Um, you had Austin P. and Central Arkansas playing in Montgomery, and the TV ratings were great.
3: So, I mean, and again, again, Marty, it's simple to explain. They're the only game in town. Yeah, and, and again, you're right. You know, people are just starved for football this time of year. They just, just, uh, they're, they're as anxious to, to play to see the see the see the games as the players are anxious to get out and play the games. So, kind of kind of a fever pitch, and then all the unknowns. Added on top of that, you know, how's the thing going to work? Is it going to work? Is there going to be another outbreak? There's just so much attention on it. You uh, know, you know, and again, in a in a weird roundabout way, it's actually going to create tremendous attention, extra attention for those teams and those conferences elect to play, play. and also money on the other side of that of the coin is going to put tremendous pressure on the conferences that that have opted out prematurely, in my opinion, I don't know what the rush was to, to decide not to play. Uh, but, but those have, who have done it, there's already fans grousing and players signing petitions against the, the university and that kind of thing. So it, I, I think it's going to, it's going to really boost the, the, the conferences and the teams that play. I think it's going to really hurt the conferences and the teams that have already opted out.
2: Yeah, I, I do too. And, um uh, you know, um, um, when you talk about that, um, and when the big 10 and PAC 12 decided to pull the plug so early, um, I don't know, air. air this has been my theory the last couple of weeks. I guess I'll call it arrogance. I guess their, their belief was, well, if we're not playing that other leagues aren't going to play well, uh, you were wrong.
3: And now, exactly they're, and, now they're and well. along that same line, I thought the same thing you did. What, what arrogance that to suggest that they're more interested in the health and well-being of their players than we're interested in the health and well-being of our players. You know, if I thought players were uh, health was at risk, I'd be the first to say, no, we don't play. you know as much as I like college football, it's not worth risking a kid's life for. I'd be the first one to say, don't play. But so far, Monty, it, that's not the, the situation, and it certainly wasn't the situation two or three weeks ago when they jumped the gun and announced they were, weren't going to play. I mean, that was that was absurd to do it that early uh, because they, they didn't know what was going to happen. The situation could have gotten, might have gotten a lot worse or it might have gotten a lot better. But to do it quickly, like they it said, it's almost like they're trying to send some kind of subliminal message that we're so much smarter than the other guys, and we're we, and we have... And, and we have so much more concern about our players than the other guys. I I thought that was really arrogant to, to, to borrow your term.
2: And, you know, um, and it actually affects a local kid here, um, kid that played um, football at Blackman, Master Teague. Um, his dad was Corey Teague, who's now a doctor at MTSU, uh, played for boot coach Donnelly. Um, he was set to be the starting tailback at Ohio State, uh, as a redshirt freshman last year, he had over 800 yards and um, made third-team All-Big Ten um, running behind a high second-round draft pick. So um, it's, a, it's, it's it, it has far-reaching effects when those kids can't play. And I know he had to be itching to get his chance, and um, he's not going to get that chance this year.
3: Oh yeah, well, it just wipes out a year of a of a very small window. Anyway, that a that a, a college football player has to you know to 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 uh, to enjoy his career, to to have his his college career. It's a very small span of time, and when some administrator just decides decides to scratch off an entire season. It it really hurts those kids. I've I've seen interviews being done, Monty, and you and and your listeners have too in recent weeks from, about players saying that exactly exact same thing. They've got so much time and work and effort invested in in their college football career, and then to have a have a fourth of it maybe just arbitrarily wiped out for maybe no no particularly good reason, sound reason. Uh, it, it's it's crushing for those kids. I I, I feel for them. And I, I know people say, we, we're just being selfish because we enjoy watching them play. But I, I feel for them, Monty. I've got friends who, who played college football, and you have too. And we know how much that, that means to them, to, to, to be able to get out on the field and, and make all that hard work play, pay off. And then then to lose it, it's uh, it, it's crushing. The, the fans aren't nearly as crushed as the players are, Monty.
2: You're listening to All Sports Talk. We're joined today by Larry Woody. This portion of the show brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. We'll take a break and be right back.
1: Here's Dr. Craig McCabe. Tell us what your vision was like before
4: the surgery.
1: When a car came from the opposite direction, pretty much blinded
4: me. And you chose multi-powered lens implants that give you vision from near to far. Correct. What's your vision like now? Here I am sitting on the couch reading a book without glasses when did you first start to wear glasses seven or eight years old and i'm over 70 now i'm walking around without any glasses
0: mccabe vision center
2: this is ron hall with fair construction why move into a new house and and leave a home that you already have memories with and and sentimental value and we can come in and, and whether you want to totally remodel your house or if you just want to update your kitchen and bathroom we can help with any of those things
0: so, when we decided to redo the playroom, it was obvious. We called Faro Construction.
2: If you can dream it, we can turn it into reality. Faro Construction Company.
0: Parks Auction. We handle everything. Whether you're buying or selling a home, or whether you're
3: buying or selling commercial property, the auction is just so much easier, quicker, smoother. My wife and I sold our personal home. Parks Auctions and helped us with that. The house brought about twenty percent more than we were going to ask for. Visit our website at parksauction.com to learn more.
2: Hi, i there a home now. Fifteen
1: dollars. and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports.
2: Thirty. it to you.
3: WGNS Primetime Sports.
0: Sponsored by the law
4: offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com.
0: We're talking
1: local high school and MTSU sports tonight on WGNS. Right after all sports talk, it's Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees. John Dinkins, Clark Blair, Rod Edwards, and myself will be talking. All of that for you tonight on wGns Then tomorrow night, Murphy's matchups at six, six thirty. The primetime sports countdown to kick off right before State Farm Prep Football from Siegel as Oakland takes on the Stars. It's followed by TriStar Friday Night Live scoreboard. Saturday morning, the Prentice of heating and air coaches corner continues. Eight o'clock for the conversation to start. We'll run through about ten fifteen. That's when Cougar Corner takes over, and at eleven o'clock, Middle Tennessee football as they're at Army pregame at 11 and the kickoff with Chip Walters and West Counts at 12:30 hear it on your Blue Raider Sports Station
0: All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5 FM 101.9 AM 1450 online and on your
2: phone at wgnsradio.com Welcome back to All Sports Talk joined today by a longtime sports writer author and columnist Larry Woody Um, Larry, you brought something up, the new phrase, opt out. It kind of reminds me of um, decommitted. You know, the athlete commits, well, changes his mind, he decommits. And I remember back when I was at the D&J, I can't remember, it was some editor. He goes, you sports guys just make up words.
3: Well, well, that might, that might be true, Monty. Sometimes I wouldn't know how to spell a word, so people might think I made it up. <laughs> but no, again, I don't. I don't want to criticize a player. He, you know, my, every individual Monty's got to decide what they thinks best for them. But I do. I do wonder about some of these early opt outs, particularly when you know we just we just don't, don't know what's going to happen. And again, I, I really believe what Sabin and Spurrier and some of these guys are saying about the players being safer. In a, in a football environment, than they are cut loose on the on, on the streets. Uh, I, I just don't quite understand the the, the rationalization for the for the opt out guys. Again, if they think that's the best for them, you know, it's their right to do it. But I just uh, I, I'm a little puzzled by it, to, to be honest. And again, it goes back to what we we're talking about, Monty. Some of these guys are, a, a few of them, particularly LSU were, were star players. This was going to be a, a really big big attention getting season for them. And they decide to skip it. So uh, again, it seems like there were some some decisions that made that were kind of premature or kind of rash or something. Uh, but again, I, I won't second guess them. If they don't want to play, they don't have to play.
2: Well, um, again on a local note, um, speaking of LSU, uh, Jamar Chase he um, opted out. I, I can kind of see his a little bit. He's probably going to be a first or second round pick anyway. Um, 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 Murfreesboro's got a kid down there, uh, Jacoby Stevens that played at, um, um, Oakland high school is Mr. Football award winner. He's a defensive back safety. And, um, he came back to, um, increase his draft status. He was projected as a fourth to fifth round pick this year. So he came back to boost, um, his stock and, you know, here's hoping he gets the chance to boost his stock
3: yeah again i guess it depends on you know individual players Monty. some of them they don't want to take a chance on, on maybe getting getting sick or, or, or frankly injured either you know this may be a, a good way to an easy way to to opt out and not have to play if you're if you're if a kid is pretty well locked in at you know projected high draft choice you know maybe just Set it out and don't take a chance on tearing up a knee or something. But for other players on the other side of that proverbial coin, then you've got other kids, kind of lower level, who really needed to to play this year and and boost their draft their draft stock. So it's gonna it might help a few of them, but it's also gonna hurt hurt a lot of them that don't get a get a chance to perform and and again, and and again boost their uh, boost their stock.
2: Well, um, ten UCF players have opted out and. What I read this this morning uh, is really going to shake up the SEC East, I think. And um, Georgia's projected starting quarterback, Jamie Newman, had a really nice career at uh, Wake Forest, has opted out. And so Georgia, more than likely now, starting a true freshman. So that might even odds up a little bit in the um, East.
3: Well, again, it'll shake things up. There's no question about that, Matt. And that goes back to what I said about uh, adding some some interest and excitement to the season. There's going to be a lot of unknowns. You know, it's going to. I'd, I'd hate to write some of those those preseason uh, football previews that I used to have to write magazine previews, t- talking about unsettled when, when a coach may not know if his if his starting quarterback is going to opt out or not. Uh, but again, that, those are unknowns. It's pretty well across the board. And it goes back to what we said about the conferences. If 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 a conference wants to play, let them play. And if an individual player doesn't want to play, he, nobody's forcing him to play. Let let him make that decision, and we'll just see how it shakes out. Hopefully for the for the best for, for the players and the teams. But uh, you know, no, nobody can force a player to play against his wishes. If he doesn't want to play, that's you know. See, see you next year, maybe.
2: Yeah, cause the first thing I thought when I read read that I was like, "Ooh, is Florida the favorite now? Is Georgia still the favorite? Uh,
3: I don't know." No, it, it it's uh, it's always unsettled, but even even more this year, cause there are a lot a lot of good players, like from LSU, for example, going in the draft. A lot of lot of good good players left the league for the draft, and then some more good players are opting out, so. But again, that's what makes Saturday so interesting. We'll we'll get, kick it off and see what happens.
2: You're listening to All Sports Talk, joined today by Larry Woody. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll be right back, and Chip Walters will join us with the Blue Raider Insider Report. Hey, folks. I'm Stephen Reynolds, the man in the middle. Join me every. Friday for a new episode of my podcast exclusively on WGNSradio.com.
1: Good afternoon. Watching traffic increase quite a bit now down 24 here in Ellaville Road. 840's got a lot of traffic, so does 96. It's just busy out here where you would expect. Up and down sections of Bronx Street, there at Church, up and down Memorial, past the airport. Celebrate autumn at Ober Gatlinburg during Oktoberfest, September 25th through November 1st. All the details at oberyngatlinburg.com. I'm Commander Chuck, you're on time traffic. This season's going to be a roller coaster ride, and you'll want to be here for every huge moment of this short
0: 2020. 20 season. he strokes the first pitch high and
1: deep to right field. That ball is
0: gone to the top of the chop. Braves baseball on WGNS. Hello again, and this is Lenny Farmer, funeral pre-planner for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. I know, I know, you have a lot of questions concerning how to plan for those final days. It can be stressful, but it doesn't have to be as stressful and won't be when you get your questions answered way in advance. That's what I'm here for. Call me with any questions you have about your personal funeral needs. With 25 years of experience in this industry, I can help you put your questions to rest. Call me at 615-893-2422.
3: At
2: State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance Cost more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615 890 0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less.
0: It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's
1: time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Yeah.
0: Boom Raiders.
1: Are you paying hundreds of dollars too much for your home and auto insurance? Let the team at My Team Insurance Help, a true independent insurance agency that represents you in protecting your home, your cars, your business, your life, and your health. Call My Team Insurance today, 895-4201. That's 895-4201. Proud to be sponsoring the Blue Raiders and proud to say, let's go blue.
0: All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com.
2: Welcome back to All Sports Talk. It's time for the Blue Raider Inside Report with Chip Walters. Play by play voice of the Blue Raiders. Chip, what's up?
4: Well, good afternoon, everybody, as we count down under 48 hours now before kickoff of the 2020 college football season for Middle Tennessee. The Blue Raiders will be traveling to West Point, New York tomorrow. Their charter flight is scheduled to leave Smyrna sometime 1, 30 tomorrow afternoon, and they will arrive in uh, West Point l- late tomorrow afternoon and will uh, be up early on Saturday morning for breakfast and pregame meal. And then we'll be just a quick cup two-minute drive to the stadium, and they will be there ready for a kickoff at 12.30 Central Time. Again, uh, we will have the broadcast here on WGNS on the Blue Raider Network. You can hear it all beginning with the Tailgate Show, beginning at 11 a.m. with Dick Palmer and Dwayne Hickey. Inside Blue Raider Football at 11:30 with the uh, the same uh, two aforementioned gentlemen, and then at 12 o'clock, West Counts and myself will have our Blue Raider Countdown to Kickoff from Mikey Stadium uh, in West Point, and kickoff for the Blue Raiders and the Black Knights will be at 12:34 p.m. And when Middle Tennessee and Army kick off their football seasons on Saturday, it will finally begin what could be the last campaign for the Blue Raider senior class. However, the NCAA voted on August 21st to grant fall sports student-athletes an extra year of eligibility due to the ramifications of COVID-19. However, with uncertainty surrounding whether or not they'll come back, Middle Tennessee seniors are preparing for what could be their last year lacing up the cleats for the blue and white. Living in the age of COVID-19, not to mention the other societal issues that America certainly has now, has made the off-season different from any that the seniors have participated in since coming to Middle Tennessee. And as the elder statesman of the team, the seniors have had to develop leadership roles in other ways in that senior classes may not have had to in the past. They've embraced those roles and built a closer bond off the field. With negativity seemingly around every corner on social media, head coach Rick Stocksdale has preached to his players during fall camp the importance of controlling what they can control. Part of that is coming to practice ready to compete and creating lasting memories with each other, and uh, that is something that they have certainly tried to do. There's a full story on this on GoBlueRaiders.com with uh, Josh Vardaman uh, talking to DQ Thomas, Reed Blankenship, Jay McDonald, and others uh, on the Blue Raider football team about how it is a very welcomed season to get here, but could be an unusual season as well. All right, the NCAA Women's Basketball Oversight Committee and Men's Basketball Oversight Committee jointly agreed on Tuesday to propose November 25th as the start date for the 2021 college basketball season. That From CBS Sports, November 25th is the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. The proposal will eventually be sent to the Division I Council, which is scheduled to meet on September 16th. An approving vote by the Council on that day would make November 25th college basketball's new official opening day. But sources have stressed that flexibility in the coming six to eight weeks will be paramount. So keep your eyes on that. It could uh, reshuffle the entire basketball schedule for both men's and women's teams. All right, that is it for this Thursday. We'll have a game preview for you tomorrow as the Blue Raiders get set to travel to West Point. As you listen to the Blue Raider Network this weekend, thanks for being with us, and we'll have another update for you tomorrow.
2: All right, Chip, we appreciate you as always. We'll talk to you tomorrow and remind everyone the Blue Raider Insider Report Brought to you today by Wayne Blair and Rayborn Insurance, Steve Ruckert and RAI Advisors, and Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. We'll take a break and be right back.
4: Hi there, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamon Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want to be your realtor. 2020 appears to be another dynamic year in real estate, and if you've been in your home for a while, you might be surprised what it's gained in value. Get in touch with me, and we'll set up an absolutely free, no-obligation real estate review for you. Go to my website, choosechip.net, or give me a call, 615-542-1915. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamon Associates.
0: All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS FM one hundred point five FM one oh one point nine AM 1450 online and on your phone
2: at WGNSradio.com Welcome back to All Sports Talk I'm joined now by Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist. Uh, Larry look at, you know, some other games. Um and then, like I said, it's all, you know, Conference USA and uh, Sun Belt, Central Arkansas at UAB, um, Eastern Kentucky at Marshall, Houston Baptist, North Texas, Stephen F. Austin at UTEP, and I think middle obviously is a game that's uh, going to have some interest. And then you've also got Arkansas at Memphis um, Saturday evening, and you've got BYU at Navy, which is, at least from the odds makers, is about a pick em game. So there are three or four good games to choose from this week.
3: Yeah, and the, and again, it's it, it's football. So you know, we we can't complain. We've been been waiting for football all summer, and now it's here. So yeah, I'm I'm all for it. And again, teams like Middlemire, this will be a, a chance for them to get a lot of attention that they probably wouldn't have gotten otherwise because they would have been lost in the crowd. And now the now the crowd's not very big.
2: And um, you know, I was looking. Um, you know, Van, Vander, I was thinking about Vanderbilt. You mentioned they've had some issues, but um, you know, if it wasn't for all this pandemic, and I heard an interview with a doctor today, they're looking at a twindemic, um in the winter. So who knows what's going to happen there with the COVID and the flu? We expect to be bad. Um, Vanderbilt would be. Oh, if none of this happened, Vanderbilt would be plain Mercer on Saturday. That sounds a lot better than opening with LSU or whoever
3: there's a little, a bit of a difference and, and teams like, like Vanderbilt, Monty, that were struggling, those are the ones that are really going to be impacted by adding, you know, two more conference games, ten, a 10 game, all conference schedule. And I, I still remember Monty, I may have told this story before. I was the Vanderbilt beat writer when Watson Brown was coach, and they went from seven games to eight eight games, from seven conference games to eight conference games every year. And Watson said, man, that's a killer for a program like Vanderbilt that's struggling to keep its head above water. And then they add another conference game. He said, just absolute killer. And now you can imagine what it's like, not not only eight games, but ten games. So you know, for, for a program and a team like Vanderbilt, which – Sometimes you wonder what if they know what they're doing anyway. But then to be saddled with uh, two more conference games, it's just an absolute killer. I've have seen projections, Monty. I'm sure you have too. Where, where Vanderbilt may go 0 and 10. They may they may not win a game this year because they don't have the the the, the Mercer's to beat up on. So again, that's what what's going to make it intriguing. You know what's going to happen to we we don't know what's going to happen to the halves, much less to the halve nots like Vanderbilt. So. Going to be an uh, going to be probably the most interesting SEC season in in history.
2: Well, you know the SEC um, CBS uh, they're really salivating, and it's not like that their um, Saturday primetime game, whether it's the 2:30 or the seven, um, doesn't have great ratings anyway. But it's even going to be more this year. You look at. Um, a lot of the schedules have been announced. First game, Mississippi State at LSU. Obviously, everybody wants to see what LSU is going to look like after winning the national championship, but having 16 players drafted.
3: Yeah, it's great. And and, and, and again, Monty, I, I think the SEC will, will have nationwide appeal, not just regional appeal, but nationwide appeal because nobody else is playing. There are very few people are playing. And uh, as far as the uh, the impact of the games, Monty, I, I, I remember what Sparrow said. Somebody said, well, the, if they had a, had a national championship playoff, it would it would be watered down, and Sparrow said, I don't think so. He said the ACC and the SEC were going to play for it anyway for the national championship. So I feel the same way. Again, it's, it's not complicated. If those other conferences want to set out, that's their prerogative, but don't choose to set out and then turn around and start whining about they, they don't get to they don't get to have a say in the playoffs or they don't get to play if they don't want to play uh, then don't complain about other people playing.
2: Um, the next week it's Texas AM and M and Alabama, uh, the tenth of October is TBA. Then you've got Georgia at Alabama TBA, LSU at Auburn, Florida versus Georgia and Alabama at LSU, and then the last two weeks um, TBA and of course the sec championship game so um you're pretty much going to get a doozy every saturday and um most of the time you do but sometimes um that game of the week uh, you know it's going to be a blowout where you know now um you're going to really have some quality quality matchups
3: yeah i think there'll be several doozies every week monty when you when you the the way it's, it's structured you know with the. SEC. Occasionally, you might have a have a have, a, have a, a stinker of a game, but for the most part, even the Vanderbilt's and the Kentuckys, and 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 the bottom feeders, historically, they 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 kind of they they're known to rise up and give the 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 big guys all, all they want on on a given Saturday. So I I'm not sure there's going to be any any so-called really bad games uh, throughout the season. It's a, and and again when you you add all those unknowns that we're talking about about the 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 sit outs and the opt outs and the, and and that kind of thing it's got it it's a it's a it's really stirred the pot and nobody knows what the what the soup's going to going to be like
2: um and again um, the MTSU game is on um CBS Sports Network on um Saturday at 12:30 you can't listen to it you can or watch it, you can listen to it right here on WGNS. Alrighty, you're listening to All Sports Talk. We'll take a break and be right back.
4: Hey, everybody, Evelyn Lee Raymer here with you with the Evelyn Lee Raymer Show. I want you to tune in with us every Sunday night from 8 until 10. We'll talk about some politics, some local politics, national politics, and a little bit of everything. That's the Evelyn Lee Raymer Show with you every Sunday night from 8 till 10.
1: Good afternoon. Watching traffic increase quite a bit now. Down 24 here in Ellaville Road. 840's got a lot of traffic. So does 96. It's just busy out here where you would expect. Up and down sections of Broad Street. there at church. Up and down Memorial past the airport. Celebrate autumn at Ober Gatlinburg during Oktoberfest. September 25th through November 1st. All the details at Obergattleberg.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. We do it your way. pizza. If you haven't tried surfacing pizza, it's truly an experience that has to be tasted to be appreciated. Dine-in, delivery, and carry-out on East Main Memorial in South Church.
0: All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at
2: WGNSradio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk, joined today by Larry Woody. This portion of the show brought to you by First Bank, locations in the borough, Woodbury, and Nashville. All right, Larry, I'll kind of turn over to the Titans real quick. They signed. Um, Former Patriots kicker Stephen Gaskowski, and let's face it, um, you talk about a total mess last year their kicking game, and obviously taking their punter Brett Kern out of it. So looks like they shored that up quite a bit.
3: Yeah, and, and they had to Monty. They 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 were lucky to get to to go where they went to the AFC Championship game. With a with a place kicker that couldn't hit the side of a barn, sometimes you know you just hold, every time he went on the field you're holding your breath, and it wasn't his fault. Obviously, he's it's like a golfer that gets the yips. He just the golfers miss putts and place kickers miss kicks, but a place kicker that misses too many uh, is known as a former place kicker. So, but uh, uh, but again, Monty, the, the Titans' problems, in my opinion, go a whole lot deeper than a than a than a place kicker. They're about one more boycott away from uh, from me giving up on them. I'm, I'm and the NFL in general, the Titans, particularly here in our backyard, and the NFL in general, much more of this Black Lives Matter nonsense and protest, and they can go ahead and and uh, and play play without me because I'm I'm sick and tired of it. It's disgraceful what those people are doing, uh, spitting on the flag, spitting on on our country, Monty and I'm, I'm sick of it, and I know the NFL is not going to stay awake at night losing, uh, worried about losing uh, a, some washed-up old sports rider in Nashville, but i got to tell you, Monty, there's a whole lot of sentiment going around the country, and if they start losing viewers by the, the thousands and maybe by the millions, it, it will get their attention, and some of these players who do, aren't smart enough to realize how good they've got at playing a, a kid's game for millions of dollars Uh, And have no concept what it's like in the real outside world. It's gonna. I think it may. There may be some uh, some some awakenings pretty uh, happen if they if they destroy the game, which I think they're on the verge of doing. And uh, I know I can only speak for myself, but if if they keep this nonsense up, I won't watch. They can uh, they can they can play without me.
2: And you know it's gonna be interesting to see what. Um, the ratings are from week one to week two. They do start next Thursday night with the Texans at the Broncos. Um, um, the cuts are Saturday, and I want to um, use another local flavor again, Larry, about the cuts and then kind of bug ear about when you were covering the Titans. Um, MTSU had a guy um, three years ago, Shavarius Ward, um, went undrafted, he was signed by the Cowboys and was with them the whole camp. And then the last week, leading up to the um, cuts, he was traded to the Chiefs. And um, he, I've talked to him a few times. He, he said, you know, I thought that was it. You know, he goes, I thought I was where I, I was going to be. Had a chance to make the team on special teams. And he goes, I get traded. I think that's it. He goes. I go in, I meet the GM with the Chiefs, and he goes, hey, I know you've got a lot of angst right now. He goes, but if you pass the physical, you're going to make the team. So he made the team, and um, he um, ended up uh, playing a lot as a rookie. He started last year. He's in the final year of a contract. Got a chance now to really play for a big, big contract. Um, Let me ask you, when you dealt – when you were covering the Titans – um, and as it got closer and closer to cut times, Did you ever talk to anybody or any or, or, or several about what it's like being that undrafted guy and you know, how they handle that and the pressure that goes with it?
3: I, I did a lot of lot of uh, stories about that, Monty. Not and, and and I wasn't the Titans beat writer. I, I just helped out with the Titans. I'd, I'd you know write columns and features and that kind of thing. I wasn't a beat writer, but I, I covered the NFL for three years, and that was always uh, always a big deal. When the, I've forgotten what the what the name of the the players had a name for the guy that came in the in the night to uh, to issue the, uh, the the notices that they they hadn't made the cut. I, I've forgotten what the name of it. Uh, was they, they were visited by, by so-and-so, whatever it was. But, yeah, it's a, uh, of course, the, the, the star players, they don't sweat it. They're, they're, they're locked in. Uh, but the, some of those marginal players uh, and, and the guys, Monty, like you know, that, that are struggling to make the team, that is really tense. I mean, they're, they're a hiccup away from being a, a part of an NFL team and, and got those guarantee, guaranteed uh, big big paychecks or they're a hiccup away from being out of the league and and working out at the, at the Y and hoping somebody picks them up. You talk about tension and pressure. uh, It's when, when, when that, that cut time comes and you feel for the guys, they work so hard. And a lot of them, you know, most of them have invested their their entire careers, you know, from, from high school through college to, to get ready for a shot at the NFL. And again, the the star players, they don't have to sweat it, but the other players do. And it's a, You know it's a a tense time for a whole lot of people
2: yeah and you know the thing too about those guys um you know a third or fourth round draft pick they can afford a bad day um an undrafted free agent can't afford a bad day because he may not get another day
3: no they're they're hanging by their fingernails and just just hoping against hope uh with some of the, the the taxi squads, it gives them a little a little breathing room just because they don't, you know, maybe not may may not make the final roster. They're still their name's still in the computer, and something comes up. There's a chance they could get the call. Yeah. But There's also a chance that something might not come up, and they might not get the call. So they don't know. But at least it, there's a it's not necessarily the end of end of the line for them if they don't make it. But it sure puts a lot of pressure on them, and uh, and the players will tell you that man, they don't most of them don't don't sleep for a, a night or two before cut day
2: all right, before we get out of here, Larry um uh, baseball legend Tom Seaver passes away, and um for year forever, he had the highest um, um percentage of votes to get into the hall and um um you know i I saw him some uh, not necessarily in his real real heyday, but you know a little bit uh. Uh, just an outstanding arm and talent,
3: and and it's hard to believe, Monty, that the, the, the players that we watched so many years ago in their prime now they're 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 old guys, kind of like me. Um, uh, but it's uh, and Seaver was a heck of a player. I I, I have breakfast with Larry Schmidt every Monday, so I'm sure he'll have some Tom Seaver stories to to tell. But yeah, it's uh, time moves on, but you it's uh, it's, it's kind of sad, and it it and you realize how how many years have gone by when you see, see players like Tom Seaver that are, are are passing on.
2: All right, Larry, great to catch up with you. Have a great weekend. Let's watch a little bit of football and see
3: what happens. We'll hope for the best, Monty. All
2: right, that's Larry Woody joining us today on All Sports Talk. Uh, that'll do it for today's show. Primetime sports coming up um, um, again and tomorrow will be a football Friday. That means the coach. Preston O'Neill will join us, so everybody have a great rest of the day and we'll talk to you tomorrow.
1: All sports talk on news radio, WGNS, has been brought to you by State Farm Agents Andy Woman, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Jeff Walters with Exit Realty, Bob & Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.
0: A heart for healing.
3: When life challenges become a torrential flood, there are local doctors, nurses, and medical technicians who help you maneuver the swift waters.
0: Gordon Ferguson, President and CEO of St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital.